and start your engines. Uh, you tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Good to be with you. Uh, we are live on Sunday nights, and I want to show for everybody on the video stream, show this book, which is really fascinating. It's called Lawless. And it's all about the end times war against the spirit of the Antichrist. And this is a great book. Look how thick this book is, if you can see it. It is hundreds of pages long. It is uh, over 400 pages. It's all about the Antichrist. And this is something that so many people are interested in, Christians and non-Christians alike. I mean, obviously, the, the topic area of Bible prophecy is one that, garners great interest, uh, you know, across all, uh, you know, interest uh, strata. I mean, everybody from atheists to Christians to whatever religious beliefs you have, most people are interested in hearing about Bible prophecy. And this book really focuses in on that one slice of that that seems to be of most interest, which is the Antichrist. But not just the Antichrist, the person, but the so-called spirit of the Antichrist, which has been around for thousands of years. And we're going to talk about that tonight with author Terry James, who will be with us tonight, 930. That's in just 28 minutes. So stay tuned for that. The fascinating guest, he was with us a few years ago and has a ton of books out in Bible prophecy. So look forward to uh, that tonight in just a few minutes. Uh, okay, next week is obviously Chris, Christmas weekend. So it's here. This is Christmas week. C crazy how fast it seemed to kind of creep up on us. It was almost like, wow, it's going to be Christmas in a month. And then all of a sudden it was, wow, Christmas is this week. <laughs> so we're doing all kinds of crazy stuff here, kind of cleaning the house, preparing. We're going to have family in town. And uh, I'm the cook, so I'm also putting together my list of uh, you know food for uh, entertaining people. And it's not just one day. I wish it was just one day, but it's like we have got guests coming in for several different days. And then uh, we're leaving on a short trip uh, for about five days uh, right after Christmas. So a lot to plan for and a lot to think about. Um, I have to tell you, I had a really interesting day yesterday. I was in Mount Dora, Florida, which is a small bedroom community of Orlando. So for me to get there from where I live in Palm Coast, is about an hour and 40 minutes or so. And it's a really small town, and a lot of people don't know about it. It's not terribly far from Disney, if you you know happen to ever visit Disney. But I have to tell you, it's, it's a beautiful town to visit year-round. It really is. It's classic Florida, classic old Florida. Uh, but at this time of year in particular is really tremendous because uh, the lights that they have there, the Christmas lights that they have on display... Uh, it used to be that my absolute favorite place that nobody could even come close to on Christmas lights was St. Augustine, Florida. 
But I have to tell you that as of yesterday, I told my wife, I said, ah, it's, it's almost a tie now for me between St. Augustine, Florida and Mount Dora, Florida. Uh, and it was so great yesterday being there. I mean, little kids running around in the park with all the Christmas lights, tons of people there. It was like a regular Christmas weekend. Um, we're not having lockdowns and all that. Yes, everybody was wearing masks and social distancing and all that. But uh, business was was brisk. Uh, restaurants were full. Restaurant uh, The uh, retail stores were full. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I got a really special gift that I want to mention and thank my sister, Becky, and my brother-in-law, John. Um, I don't know if, you know, I guess you have to come from a family that has a lot of guns to kind of get this. Uh, but in my family, I grew up around guns. My dad was a hunter, and he had all kinds of guns from really as far back as I can remember. And in, you know, families like mine, where there are a lot of firearms uh, a lot of times there's a lot of horse trading. You know, people will trade guns. People will sell guns. Uh, I've seen the same gun uh, sold and then bought back again and then sold again and then bought back again by the same person. Well, to make a long story short, um, you know, my dad ended up after he passed away a few years ago. Uh, I was left uh, just a couple of handguns and uh, his collection had kind of moved around the family uh, had been, you know, sold to different people and traded and all that. But in any case, uh, through all the horse trading, my sister was able to get back one of these guns and gift it to me last night. And it is a, a beautiful World War II era Remington rifle, a 30 aught six rifle uh, in beautiful condition. And uh, I just never expected to get a gift like that. And, uh, you know, I, I added to my my small arsenal of firearms. I hope no one from the Biden administration is listening because, uh, you know, I'm starting to build up uh, a little collection here. So in any case, my, my thanks for that. It was not expected. It was a huge surprise and uh, I'm eternally grateful for that gift. All right. Uh, before we get into tonight's news, I have to tell you something kind of weird I'm doing to get money. Now this might sound kind of, I don't know, too good to be true. There is an app that you can put on your phone. How this works is every time you go to the grocery store, you simply take a picture of your grocery receipt and this app takes the picture of your grocery receipt and then you get points for it. You also get points if you refer other people to get the app. Now, this is 100% free, so I'm not trying to sell you anything. It's free, 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 free. That's it. It's free. Now, I have gotten, just in the last few months, about $260, $270 in Amazon gift cards doing this. No kidding. Let me say it again. $260, $270 or so in Amazon gift cards using this app. Now, there's a way if you go right now uh, in the next day or two. Uh, you can actually do this anytime. I don't know why I'm saying in the next day or two. I think the, the bonus is limited, but here's the deal. I'm going to give you uh, a web address to go to right now. And uh, if you go to this address, it'll give you a special code from me that'll start you out with 2000 bonus points. So those points might go down after the next couple, three days, because there's sort of a special thing going. But in any case, here's what you do. Go on your um, computer to this URL. Type this in on your computer. 
rewards.christianmoney.com. Rewards.christianmoney.com. Now, when you get there, it'll explain to you about this app and it will give you a special code that you can use when you, after you load the app onto your phone, you'll put this code in and you'll get 2,000 points right off the bat if you use my code. Again, uh, just scanning my grocery receipts, just taking a picture of them and doing this little referral thing. It's all free to do. And I've gotten like $260, $270 in Amazon gift cards. And anybody can do this. It's totally free. You're helping out yourself and your family. And you're helping out our our uh, you know organization as well. Because we get a little bit of money every time a new person uh, uses that app. So it's, it's a great thing. And it's free. And you can find out all about it by going to rewards.christianmoney.com. Rewards.com dot christian money dot com and as always if you ever have trouble you know finding something like that that i recommend on the show you can always email me personally okay let's get into the news tonight a lot to talk about uh, at least one member of congress will challenge the election results on january 6th matt gates of florida has said that he will challenge the election results on january 6th now what's interesting about that is you only need one member of the House of Representatives, and then one senator to challenge the results. That's all you need. I'm going to pause here for one second and fix my desk light. I've got this great little desk light uh, that I've had for some time, but it's got like a sensor on it that every couple of hours it shuts off. <laughs> and and uh, I've got to watch it during the show because that's how I'm able to see what I'm reading. But in any case, so we need one senator now. We need one senator. We've we've got Matt Gates. There's probably others in in the the House that will do this, uh, but we know we, we for sure have Matt Gates. We just need one senator, just one, uh, to sort of throw the you know the wrench into this whole deal. Now that doesn't mean it's automatically going to become an officially disputed election where the House of Representatives will will decide who the president is. There still are other things that have to happen, and I don't honestly understand it all. Listen to someone like Mark Levin if you want to hear more about it. But what I've heard is that after a debate takes place for, I guess there's a time limit. Like if the debate goes more than a certain period of time, I think it's two or three hours, then the debate is the uh, the uh, certification of the electoral votes is uh, decided null and void. And then it goes over to the house and each house delegate for delegation for each state gets one vote. And then as that would work out, it would be Trump would win. Now, I mean, to me, this is like, wow, this, this is like civics class, right? You know, I mean like, well, who's a, who's the third in secession, you know, to the president and the fourth in secession. These are sort of like, you know, some kind of weird quiz question, like how this could ever happen. But it is in the Constitution and the federal code, and this could actually happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. But uh, we're also hearing a lot of the players in the middle of this uh, whole election situation are, are kind of letting us know that, hey, the, the game's not over. Uh, there's a lot more to come. Uh, people like Jenna Ellis are saying that um, there's a new filing in the Supreme Court that uh, we're not hearing a lot about in the news. So there's a lot more going on. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I really don't know. Some people are coming out saying that they know for sure Trump's going to get another term. I'm not sure how they know that. <laughs> I want to believe them. And I'm like, great, I hope you're right. But I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. 
Okay, there appears to be a spending slash stimulus bill that will stop the government from shutting down. A lot of people didn't realize this, that there was a kind of a, a fiscal deadline. The government was going to run out of money. But at the same time, they're trying to put together the stimulus spending bill. So something that's going to come out to be just under a trillion dollars apparently has been agreed to. We don't have a lot of specifics yet. But what appears to have happened is they got rid of all of the money that they were the Democrats were trying to push uh, real hard for the states and the cities to get money. And I guess that's been tabled for right now, at least the last version of it I heard. They're tabling the money for the state and state and city governments. Um, they're also tabling the issue of liability protection, which is something the Republicans are pushing for, liability protection for businesses uh, due to COVID, so that like you can't sue McDonald's because you went into McDonald's and bought a Big Mac and got COVID because... And this is the one thing I've always wondered, and I'd like to ask a lawyer this. How do you prove where you got COVID? I mean, okay, so I was at McDonald's, but I was also at Home Depot before that. And then right after that, I was at Dairy Queen getting my ice cream. I mean, how do you prove that you got COVID in one place or the other? I mean, and the incubation period is like, you know, several days. So, you know, how do you know where you got it? I mean, unless you're somebody that just went to one place and then went back home and then that was it for like a week then maybe you can claim you got it from that one place. But who knows, maybe you got it from your mailman or somebody that was at your front door. I don't know. Uh, but this whole issue of liability protection has been tabled as well. So what does this mean? It means the government is not shutting down. It also means that there's going to be another round of stimulus checks. I've got an article about this on my blog, uh, blog.christianmoney.com. You can find it over there. Um, I didn't update it yet because we just found out about this deal. So in my article, I'm speculating that there won't be any stimulus checks, but we now know it looks like there will be stimulus checks. So here's the deal. They're going to be half roughly of what you got the last time. So whatever you got the last time, you know, the $1,200, it's going to be 600. And I think they're talking about 600 per kid instead of 500 per kid. So you might get a little bit more if you've got a lot of children. Uh, you know, obviously per child, you get an extra hundred bucks per child, but the actual $1,200 amount that people were hoping for to repeat again is not going to happen. It's going to be 600, not 1200. That's the latest that we know. Uh, when will you see that money? Probably within two to three weeks because the IRS doesn't have to start from scratch this time and build a portal to collect your banking information. In theory, they already have your banking information, but this isn't something that is going to happen overnight. It'll take at least a week or two, but most likely closer to two to three weeks uh, for those that are eligible. And the eligibility is going to be the same as it was before. It's something like 75000 for single taxpayers and 150000 adjusted gross income for married taxpayers filing a joint tax return. So that's all going to be pretty similar. And uh, the government didn't shut down. So that's sort of the <laughs> Reader's Digest version on that. Uh, okay, let's start talking about the vaccine. Now, let me start by saying this. Um, you know, as a child, I got all the vaccines that you get. I, I mean, my mom was not someone to object to that. I don't even think back, you know, in, in that day and age, people really did object or even had an option to object. I remember uh, I don't have a lot of, you know, super clear memories of this, but I do have vague memories of getting even some of these vaccinations at school. I mean, I know this probably sounds crazy, but I remember one time 
we were all marched down to the gymnasium and like lift up your sleeve and we got, you know, poked with a needle. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Like they went down the line, you know, probably doesn't sound very sanitary. I remember that happening one day. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was part of some kind of uh, military medical experiment, but they did that in our school. They're just like, OK, everybody down to the, uh, you know, to the uh, gymnasium. And uh, we were like lined up like cattle. And like lift up your sleeve and you got the shot and some kids started crying. And, you know, I think I was I don't I wasn't crying. I was just kind of confused. I was like, what? what? What are you stabbing me for? What's going on here? Uh, it was just kind of, you know, a different time. But uh, now we know more and we know that um, vaccines are not 100 percent. Uh, perfect science. I mean, I think people that are out saying that are crazy that, oh, well, this has been tested for a few weeks now and uh, we know there's no problem. So, you know, just shut up and take the vaccine. Um, some people can't take these kinds of vaccines because they are susceptible to anaphylactic shock. They have uh, certain uh, allergies. Um, in my own case, I have allergies to penicillin. I can't have penicillin. And I have had anaphylactic shock before as a, a young person. I went into shock when I got a penicillin shot. Um, so, you know, some people can't have this. I don't know if that would apply to me or not, uh, the penicillin. But I know there's actually three different vaccines. And we talked about this on a, a show a couple of weeks ago um, with Derek Gilbert. You know, there's two of these are based on RNA, which is uh, like a, a, a vaccine that creates the protein that sort of um, creates the antibodies. And then one of them is actually you get injected with a tiny bit of the COVID-19, which is sort of like the way the flu vaccine works. And that one sounds to me uh, more traditional, you know, maybe something that I would rather have than the the newer, uh, you know, more high tech version of the vaccine. But in any case, I'm mentioning this to you because a lot's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. So while you're enjoying Christmas and New Year's, uh, here's what's happening. Uh, social media has already warned us that uh, pretty much anything uh, that they consider to be conspiracy theory, which will probably be broadly interpreted as anything negative about the vaccine, will be taken off of social media. Now, there are already reports, and I'm not trying to hype this. So please, you know, if you're in the medical profession, which many of my friends are, many of our our, our listeners and viewers are, you know, don't be mad at me. I'm, I'm not trying to hype this one way or the other, but I'm just following the news. And I, you know, I'm seeing that uh, like, it's not one incident. It's like kind of all over the country. And I don't know if it's like anecdotal and it's like one out of 10,000 people are having reactions and they're sort of getting into the headlines. So I don't know percentages. Okay. But I do know that there are a lot of stories. You can just Google search it. There's a lot of stories around the country of people having, uh, you know, adverse reactions to these vaccines. I'm not making it up. I'm not anti-vaccine. My kids were vaccinated. I was vaccinated as a child. I'm, I'm not an anti-vax person. I'm not. But you watch the news and, you know, it's not unreasonable to be a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit careful or suspicious of a vaccine that came out so quickly. And I get it. We, we didn't have five years to develop it. So we, we had to sort of override the normal process because we have an emergency need for the vaccine. I get it. But also, you know, folks that are all about science and the people in the medical field and all that, don't, you know, be upset with those of us that say, now, wait a minute. 
wait a minute. You you know, you this thing came out in like, you know, 10% of the time frame that it normally would take. So, you know, forgive us for asking questions. Like just, I, I don't like this attitude of people in the medical profession of just shut up and take the vaccine. I, I really resent that. You're asking me to put a foreign substance substance into my body and you know, forgive me for seeing on the news all these stories this weekend. Uh, one hospital in Chicago had so many issues, they like stopped giving the vaccine for a period of time. There's it, there's all kinds of stories. And again, they could be the, you know, this could be like just the tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. I don't know. But it is, it, we're not hearing, hey, no, nothing happening out here. No problems. No, I mean, there are problems. And maybe part of this is they need to, to do some kind of screening of who's getting the vaccine. Like maybe everyone doesn't need the vaccine. So one of the things we're not hearing about is what about people that have already had COVID? If you've already had COVID and you already have the antibodies, science would say you don't need to be vaccinated. Right? I mean, if you already have been exposed to it, you already have the antibodies, they can run a test to see you have the antibodies. You should not have to be vaccinated. If you already have the antibodies, I mean, if I'm wrong on that, you're a medical expert, email and email me and let me know. But they're not really talking about that. Maybe there are some people and we're not hearing a lot about, you know, who this would be. But maybe there are some people who it would be more dangerous for them to take the vaccine than it would be to get covid. So maybe based on your medical profile. Your risk of taking the vaccine could be a higher risk than just getting covid. And you should be allowed to make that informed choice. And the problem is this. We we just got news over the weekend that the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which is the government bureaucracy that basically decides on what your rights are in the workplace as an employee in the United States, the EEOC is now saying that your employer can legally require you to take the vaccination as a condition of your employment. Yep, that's that's the case. And there there will be exceptions, I understand, to this. One of them is a religious exception. Hmm. I did re- I did not know that. I I think I have some sort of vague recollection that there are some religions that don't approve of vaccines and they're going to allow for a religious Uh, exception but then when we get into like the medical exception you know who's going to decide you know who's going to decide who gets uh you know a waiver uh from getting the vaccine and i mean i i don't want to keep going back to this because um but it is the the issue of mark of the beast we talked about it with Derek gilbert the idea that you're going to do what we say you're going to obey our command. <laughs> you're going to lift up your sleeve and take the shot or you're not going to be able to go back to work. I just don't like that. I don't like that in America. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I just don't like it. And and I'm sorry. I'm always the one that asks questions. I am. You know, I'm uh, in college. I was the kid, you know, that had, had the, the extra question or two for the professor. I'm just I'm curious. I, I, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not going to take the vaccine. I probably will. As long as my doctor says, 
hey, you can take it even with your um, allergy to penicillin. You're going to be fine. You, you could take it. Um, I'm, I personally would rather maybe take the more traditional of the three in uh, the non-RNA versions. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe if you're a medical expert, you can tell me why, uh, you know, taking the, the uh, more traditional version where you get a small amount of COVID uh, to build the antibodies. And, you know, here's the other thing is, what about uh, really ramping up the antibody testing? Think about this. How many people probably already had COVID and don't even know they had COVID? And what a waste of time and money. And why put those people at risk to take a vaccine? They already have the antibodies. I mean, I think that they should be ramping up in a major way. I should be able to go stand in a short line, you know, tomorrow morning if I wanted to and get tested for the antibodies. And I don't really know that anything like that exists around here, you know, where I live for free that I could go get an antibody test. Somebody was telling me if I donated blood that they could uh, include in that an antibody test. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I think we need to be talking more about that because, you know, the, the good and the bad. Right. So the good is we've got like thousands upon thousands of people now, uh, according to these new tests that are getting COVID. So in my, in my mind, that means, you know, okay, 4,000 people got COVID today. So that means 4,000 people with antibodies, right? So that's just as good as being vaccinated. And with the high survival rate, uh, you know, almost everybody survives. It's, it's just like we used to do as kids with the chicken pox, right? You'd have a chicken pox party. And uh, if you weren't exposed to chicken pox, you'd go get exposed uh, with a friend that had it. And then you'd get it over with as a kid because you don't want to get chicken pox as an adult, because it can actually be fatal if you get it as an adult. Uh, so a lot of these childhood diseases, you get them out of the way as a kid. I mean, that's what we did. Um, so all these people that have already had COVID, uh, they should be excluded from this as well. You know, but I'm sure there's going to be this kind of one size fits all. You do what we say type of an attitude about it. Like you work for a big corporation and they're like, we don't want to hear about it, that you already had COVID. We don't want to hear about it, that you already have the antibodies. We don't want to hear about it, that you have a medical allergy. You're going to take the vaccine. And these vaccination companies, you know, these vaccines, these medical companies, they have, you know, uh, provisions to where they're not liable for people that have, you know, so you go have one of these vaccinations and you end up with some like life changing medical condition there's nobody to sue because they have liability protection. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, but this is all happening here uh, over the holidays. It's sort of all kind of drifting in <laughs> like fog drifting in off the ocean. Uh, and you're going to kind of wake up one day and you're like, what? <clears throat> Why is there nothing anymore on social media negative about the vaccines? Because they're taking it all down and they're already telling us that they're taking it all down and they're warning us if you post it, they're going to take away your account. If, if uh, you know, if you keep posting it. So in any case, um, one last quick thing, which is hilarious. There is a meme going around online right now and it's just funny and liberals cannot joke anymore. I mean, this is the thing we, we, one of the things we've lost here in recent years is a sense of humor. So there's a meme and it's a picture of two Amish men and they're talking. And so the caption is, um, something like this, it says, uh, we don't have, we didn't get coronavirus because we don't have the TV or internet. <laughs> it was, it was funny, right? I mean, it's really funny. I mean, laugh out loud, funny, 
two Amish guys saying because they don't have TV or the internet, they didn't get coronavirus. I never once thought of it as like a factual claim, but I literally shared that on my Facebook a few days ago and it was taken. They put one of those, those blocks up over it and it says, you know, fake news. And they, they literally had a fact checker. I'm not kidding you. When you click on it to see why it was fake, my post of the, the Amish meme, it said that they've researched it and Amish people have had coronavirus and that like their researchers went out. I mean, they literally went out to the Amish village and found out, you know, that the Amish people also had coronavirus as if anyone is, was serious about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a meme. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, but that's now banned, uh, from Facebook. And then the latest hypocrite, uh, who is telling you to follow their advice, but they're going to do something different is this Dr. Deborah Burks. You've probably seen her a lot in those coronavirus press conferences. Well, apparently it's come out now in the news that over the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, despite her recommendations to the contrary, she gathered with um, three or four generations of her family at one of her vacation homes in Maryland and had a big uh, blowout Thanksgiving uh, uh, celebration with her family, which I think is great. You know, go ahead, go and have a big, you know, big gathering, three, four generations. Have a great time, uh, Dr. Deborah Burke. She's probably a grandmother, maybe a great grandmother. I mean, all that's great, right? But don't go on TV then. And tell us we can't have a Thanksgiving with our family or Christmas with our family. I mean, if these lockdowns really worked, what in the world is happening in California? Who has been like the most lockdown of lockdowns? And now look at them. I don't know what the answer is. I'm no expert, but it's just sort of like trial and error. It doesn't seem like the lockdowns are working. And I don't think these people believe really what they're telling us. They themselves are telling us don't gather with family and then they do, right? I mean, okay, I guess you're better than me or somehow you are, uh, you know, immune to this. You and your family, because you're an important person and I'm just a a peasant, uh, you and your family can get together and have a big Thanksgiving gathering, but but I can't because I'm just a, a poor peasant. I'm not a doctor that works for the government. I guess that's my problem. All right. We're going to take a one minute break. We'll get our guest on the line and we'll be back. We'll be talking about Bible prophecy with our special guest, Terry James. We'll take a one minute break. We'll be back. 